Hello, everyone. This is the 216, and you're here with Jake and Jamie. Um, we're two guys that live in Cleveland, and we don't do anything besides watch sports. So we thought we'd start a podcast. I'm Jake. I'm 23. Currently live in Columbus, but I'm trapped in my house because of quarantine right now. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I'm Jamie Sanzak. Uh, I actually see in the notes that Jake put together uh, for this intro podcast that he misses Cleveland, and it's really depressing. It's a it's a depressing line. Uh, I'm 23 as well. I'm uh, one of my six months older than you. Um, yes, I live in Lakewood with a couple of my college buddies, and we are both diehard Cleveland sports fans. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's kind of when we started this because we feel like. There's not a lot of 20-year-olds talking about Cleveland sports, especially the Browns. We have a lot of old guys in there, not to bash them, but a little bit older. So we thought we'd kind of connect with the younger guys um, and just see what they have to say about stuff. Um, How me and Jamie started out is we actually became next-door neighbors because of our parents. (laughs) Yeah, that that was not my choice. I was uh, in the womb at the time. Yes. Um, Yeah, so I guess technically I moved in first. And then Jamie literally moved right next door. And since then, I think you were what, Jamie? Like one when you moved in? Uh, yeah, I think so. Some, yeah, something like I, that. I was and... a little hazy back then. It's kind of like <laughs> being drunk, being young. Yeah, exactly. We don't remember shit. Um, but um, we did grow up together. We went to Brown's training camps countless times. Like, yes. we would go there basically for the food. We had no idea who we were watching. We were probably watching Tim Couch at the time, honestly. <laughs> Willis oh, McGahee. So cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, we ended up living next to each other, and then we ended up going to the same grade school, high school, and college. Um, during grade school, we played football in our backyard, on the street sometimes, <laughs> get get beat up there, and um, Jamie was always bigger than me, so he'd kind of. Yeah, beat I mean, me I was up. I was a little bit I was I was kind of a fat kid growing up. I uh, I wore husky pants, which is kind of a you know, <laughs> dick move to call them husky pants rather than just like size sixteen. Um, right. But yeah, I was a bigger kid. I was able to bully Jake a little bit, even though we yeah. were kind of the same height. But we had that good uh, that good neighborhood experience where we had like ten kids who were all the same age, and we could play football and jackpot and give the mystery box and make the kid go bankrupt who you don't really like too much so exactly we had a we had a agreed upon enemy basically in our in our neighborhood at all times so that worked out um so yeah so we went to the same high school we actually played three years of football together so we kind of know football but we're not the college kind of know football (laughs) so yeah i mean so so what position did you play i'm sure you're dying to let everyone know um i played quarterback in high school actually i don't know if people knew that so (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. There's there's a shrine to you in your in your parents' basement. I played uh, tight end and defensive end, which are both sexual innuendos, so I carried that to myself today. <laughs> yeah, but you weren't number sixty nine though, so you, you you should have always been sixty nine. I don't know why you didn't do that. I was I was not. I was number forty four. I don't know why I felt that was a really cool badass tight end number. Right. <laughs> um. So yeah, we went to high school together, and then we ended up going to the same college. Actually, Dayton. I followed him everywhere. He's actually a grade above me. So. Yep. I've just been copying him my whole life. Um, 
that's I mean that's really the story. I'm I'm kind of the yeah. gravy train, and you're just you're just following behind. Right, literally everything you did, I ended up doing. I just did a little bit better the second time. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> you learned from my mistake, which is like, a lot easier doing it the second time. You know, right, exactly. Um, so yeah, Dayton, Dayton basketball. We were both highly disappointed about Dayton basketball. Highly disappointed. I mean, that's devastating. Like we. We were on our way to the national championship. Like, so I've so I've I've discussed this with people before. Do you think there will be a thirty for thirty made about Dayton? Pretty much the best <laughs> the best team that never was. And I'm not kidding. I'm dead serious about. I've this. never thought I about think, that. I swear to God, I th- that is a great. I idea. think honestly, the the uh, crux of that will be how good Obi Toppin is in the NBA. So yes. he's if if you're not familiar with Dayton basketball, Obi Toppin is the. Uh, player of the year pretty much by every standard the ap the naismith etc i think i think seven of the top eight something uh, ridiculous named him the player of the year and then anthony grant former dayton player came back two years ago two yep. years ago uh yes. to be the head coach of the team after archie miller left and he is also the naismith ap etc coach of the year yeah so i mean that that's something that's very rare to happen uh we were the the number one seed going into the tournament. Uh, I think the third number one seed, but that was a, uh, that was a very interesting team. And I think, I think honestly, there will be documentaries done about it, depending on how well some of the players from that team do in either the G league or the NBA. I agree. And I think it also depends if how we are next season too, like just like how we roll over after this season. And definitely if Obi Toppin's good in the NBA, because if he's good in the NBA, then it's, Oh my gosh! Yes, they will definitely. Well, I mean, it's just a, it's just a dunk fest. Obviously, I want the Cavs to draft him, but that's another story we can touch on later. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm also curious to see how the team's going to look given the eligibility thing. So, if I'm not mistaken, the NCAA is working towards giving people an extra year of eligibility. And I, I don't know if that's I don't know if that's fall winter sports or or how that exactly works. But if we're able to bring back Ryan Mikesell for his 17th season, the new Perry Ellis of the yeah. NCAA, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty solid. The Aaron Kraft of OSU. Yeah, honestly, I, he just needs rosy cheeks, and he's pretty much Aaron Kraft. Yeah, exactly. A little bit taller than Aaron Kraft, but it works. But uh, but yeah, that, I heard that as well. I don't know the status of that, but I know that they were talking about that, and it has been in talks. So, um, but hell of a run! It was a great year. I mean, the, yes. the only two teams we lost to were were Kansas, which is the number one number one seed, so number one overall team. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, Bill Self, tons of great NBA prospects, and then Colorado, right. which was kind of a disappointing loss. Uh, I remember watching that game live. My oh roommates my and I were were literally talking about like, oh, I think this is an overrated Colorado team. Yep. They hung around the top twenty-five all season. Both of those losses. Were oh, they they, they ended is, up ranked, didn't they? What, did they end up ranked? I think they did. Yeah, I think they did. Yeah, and 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 both of those losses were in overtime, so you can't really count those. Right. So we're undefeated in the regular season. I don't know if that's when was the last time a team went undefeated in the in regular season. Let me like, look that up. We're, 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 what a horrible job at podcasting we're doing to <laughs> not know these stats offhand. But it probably hasn't happened in a while. In regulation. Yeah. Here. Uh, look it up. That's horrible radio. No, I have to look it up. 2015? Oh, wow. You're pretty bad, huh? 30, well, yeah, that's, 30, not, 30, that's not exciting anymore. 34 no. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just, just edit With that uh, Carl Anthony, Anthony Towns. We should know. Oh, that. classic. Yeah, we should know that. Um, but yeah, I'm actually kind of disappointed because you were there. Dayton kind of had like had like a run in, what, 2014, 2013? 
Like they had a little like a run around those years, and you were able to sneak into Dayton for those. And then, so it was, two, yeah. it was 2014 when they went to the Elite Eight, whatever it was, like the Elite Eight. Yeah. Uh, and ended up losing to Florida. Yep. So that year was right before I went. It was right around when I was making my college decision in March of 2014. Yep. And obviously saw that and I was like, oh, I want to burn couches <laughs> in the middle of the street. That's sweet. Yeah. So I went to Dayton. And then the next year, we uh, we ended up getting into the tournament. I think we played Rhode Island or Boise State, one of the two, in like the first game of the tournament. And we won and we're like, are we going to ride again? Because... <laughs> I don't know if this. Is yeah, because the year before the win, the uh, the uh, president was crowd surfing, so he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before that, the president was crowd. I mean, it was a very acceptable thing, and yeah. we we opened up the window in our dorms all the way up in wherever land from the the main student neighborhood. We heard we heard a uh, a soft roar. We're like, oh, people are riding again for a first win <laughs> in the NCAA tournament. I guess this is a tradition now. So kind of fell in love with Dayton basketball at that point. Yeah, yeah, and I kind of skipped out on those because when. Then when I came the next year, we I think we went we made it to the tournament, but we didn't win anything. Or we went to the NIT. I don't know. And then I graduated, and then we were about to possibly go like projected Final Four for sure. And then this quarantine happens again. <laughs> also, dude, what what a slap in the face it is! Every single like projected bracket that came out that was like, oh, Dayton projected to win oh the national God. championship. Yeah. It's like, dude, shut up. Or the simulation, or the simulations. That. Or the simula- yeah, the simulations, like, oh, out of a thousand simulations of the most yeah. up-to-date sports analysis, like, Dayton would definitely win the championship. It's like, shut up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Why would you have to say that? Exactly. Oh, my God, it's so frustrating. But we have um, we have basketball, and we also have football. One exciting football news is one of our tight ends, Adam Trotman, he actually came in, I believe, as a quarterback, and I guess things didn't work out. I don't know. I don't follow – football a lot Dayton doesn't really follow football a lot but he ended up having like a really good season these past two seasons his senior year which was this year he had almost a thousand yards um receiving um 13 yards per reception and 14 touchdowns which like in Dayton's eyes is unheard of and now um I read reports that Patriots are looking at him in the second or third round and all teams are definitely looking at him by the third round so I mean this kid's going to get drafted and that's very unheard of from Dayton football. Well, number one, if he's going to the Patriots, he needs to <laughs> A, kill somebody and go down the Aaron Hernandez yeah. route, or he needs to B, start chugging beers and go down right. the Bronx route. Right. Um, I actually did not hear about this kid until I, I saw something. I think I was watching ESPN, and I saw on the bottom line ticker, uh, Adam out of Dayton, uh, whatever. Adam Trotman. University yeah. of Dayton might, might, yeah, might, go, might go top in, in some of the tight ends. And I was – Super confused on that. And if you don't know Dayton football, and I don't know why <laughs> the hell you would know Dayton football besides the fact that John Gruden played there, or or, or um, that AJ on pretty much all, or that AJ Green tore his like what what did he tear his Achilles yeah. or something on our yeah yeah that was that was the second point I was going to make. The, the, they play on essentially a high school yeah. field. It is I mean most your your high school probably has a better football field than Dayton has. It's painted green Number cement. One. It's painted green cement. Yeah, no, it, it is green carpet. <laughs> yeah. Football teams from the Cleveland area, high school teams would play a random neutral field game in Dayton and all hate it. And then also Cincinnati had some weird media event. We're going to engage Dayton practice yep. in the in the Dayton College stadium, uh, stadium and A.J. Green tours whatever <laughs> for the 100th time. I mean, that's not even surprising that no. A.J. Green hurt himself. But Yeah, I mean, it's 
it's just it is impressive. It's exciting to see Dayton. He'll probably be the last one within <laughs> like twenty years again. But yeah. it's still it is yeah. exciting to see, and it'll be cool to see on draft. However, the draft is getting done. Was it virtually? Is that what they agreed upon? Basically, Skype. <laughs> They're basically skyping. I, I want to see. I honestly want to see if I can hack into somebody. I think Bill O'Brien's an easy target. Andy Reid, there's no way he's going to be able to work the computers. His fingers are going to be too greasy. There's too many cheeseburgers in his hand at the same time. Dude, every every organization has to be hiring an IT guy, like an extra IT guy. Just be like, hey, oh, yeah. so like, how does Zoom work? How does Skype work? <laughs> like, Dude, find, find the guy who's gotten the wedgie the most recently and be like, oh, you're a nerd. Right. Come on, work <laughs> yeah. for us. Yeah. So, yep, that's kind of our history. We went to grade school together, high school together, and then college together. And we also grew up next door to each other. We ended up weirdly getting tattoos together, but that's that's beside the point. We won't get on that yet. But <laughs> um, now we decided that we're going to make a little Cleveland sports podcast. Um, uh, I don't know what the goal of this really is, just talk about Cleveland sports, engage with, you know, the younger crowd. Also to make Tony Grossi hate us. I Personally, oh my it is a personal goal of mine to piss off Tony Grossi. Not just because Baker That's doesn't like goal. him, if, because I don't like him. <laughs> I, I honestly, I hope, I hope the, the the crux of this podcast is we get one listen. It is Tony Grossi, and he tweets at us saying, "I don't like you yes. guys," because that will. Well, he won't do that. He'll me. block us. He won't say that. He'll just block us. Because that's what or he does. He'll call us midgets. Yeah, 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 yeah. We won't tell him that. Also, how tall is he? What's, what's hilarious about mm-hmm. that is Baker Mayfield is taller. Yeah, he has to be. I mean, dude, Tony Grossi's not 6'7". He's not, he's not palming a basketball and dunking. No way, Google. Google says 5 why feet. Why would you? I don't know why. Google says 5 feet 6 inches. <laughs> and his, that, I mean, that's, that's and his Wikipedia, I mean, that has to be. His Wikipedia picture is uh, Baker. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. So but go. maybe, but maybe he's not taller than Baker. That there's no way he's six foot. That guy sucks. He's the most negative reporter that like I have ever heard, and that's the one thing that I always gets me about some Cleveland reporters. Not everyone's like this, but like Tony Gross, very prominent is he does like he thrives on Cleveland not succeeding. He goes, I'm gonna get more likes, I'm gonna get more views in my blogs because he, uh, Cleveland doesn't succeed, and that pisses me off. Yeah, I mean, he's. He is the epitome of all good, or all press is good right. press. I mean, Daryl Ryder, Mary Kay Cabot, they, they do a good job of reporting, and they'll be straight up and, and, and say that they understand that our teams are not the best. We're not right. putting the best product on the field, but they're not actively rooting as against us as Tony Grossi seems to right. be. Right, exactly. And, yeah, I just think that I, it's just no one really – like, we're obviously, we're podcasts. We're not going to be reporters. We're not going to be breaking news. But, like – I just think that we should just like have a different outlook on the Browns than all these other people. All these other, like Tony Grossi, like especially Tony Grossi. I don't know. I keep talking about him because I hate him so much. But he's just <laughs> always just so negative and just like, dude, like look on the bright side of things. Like see all these players we have: Odell, Jarvis, like Njoku. We have two great tight ends now. Baker, who's everyone has like people have sophomore slumps. Uh, his junior year, he's gonna be great. Like I don't know. That's how I think. You don't think the same way, James. But that's how I think. Well, I'm, I'm going to break some news right okay. now. I'm going to go against what you just yep. said. I'm going to break the news right now that Denzel Ward at some point in the season will say the nickname The Warden is stupid and stop calling me that. You think he's going to say The Warden's stupid? I think I, I think he's going to say, why are you calling me The Didn't Warden? Didn't he come up with The Warden? 
I don't think so, to be honest. I think it was the Browns, and I think it was probably a social media intern. <laughs> like, his name is Ward, the Warden. The Warden has no translation on the field of what a cornerback does. The only similarity that a Warden has is possibly the fact that there was a Warden in the Longest Yard movie, which happened to be a <laughs> That's exactly player. the first thing I thought about. But I still think that name is super badass. I don't know why. I, I think that is a well, very Well, I mean, badass. the pictures they associate with them, every single time they, they go like, Oh, the warden flame emoji. It's him, like, with a dark background, and he looks badass as hell. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Yes, he's also the skinniest guy ever. Like, he always has... Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's not, like, if you saw him on the street, you would not be like, oh, I gotta get away from this guy. He's scary. He's also, I mean, obviously not when he's on the field, and, like, shout out Denzel Ward, he's awesome, yes. but he is one of those guys, and I think now I'm finally getting to the point where I'm starting to to recognize some some variance in age but for the longest time i look at nfl and college players so now i'm out of college i'm older than all of the college players who are still there i look at them going those dudes are definitely older than me look at them denzel ward i can look at him and going uh i'm probably older than him he looks like he's like 19 right yeah dude i was just i was i'm not even kidding i was on twitter today and i saw a nick chubb highlight and there's like nick chubb did this when he was 24 years old like Jesus, I'm like, I'm turning 24, like, very soon. I'm like, yeah. are you kidding me? Nick Chubb is doing this with his life? <laughs> he's at least 41 and has nine <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Like, this dude, yeah, there's no like, way he's a freak that. athlete. Like, yes, Denzel is a freak athlete. But I, like you said, you're like, you're like, eh, maybe I'm the same age as Denzel. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you definitely have to drop the connection to Denzel Ward. Yeah, okay. I mean, we, we, we can't, we, we, we can't be remiss and, and not. I get okay, so there's a little connection. I'm not gonna say I've talked to him in the past two years or anything, but like, yes, me and him, we went to um, we played basketball together and traveled basketball. So, from what was that, fourth to uh, fourth to the sixth grade, we basically played travel basketball together. We won states and then we ended up splitting up, and he obviously went to Nardonia and a whole basketball team split up, but. Yes, that's how he's he's from Nardonia. I played basketball with him a bunch, played against him in high school football. Um, we kind of kept in touch in high school, but obviously when you go to OSU and you're a star cornerback, you kind of find your own friends and stuff. And like, yes, we were friends in grade school, but you know. Um, but yeah, so me and Denzel kind of know each other. He knows my name. I know that. I will say that Denzel Ward what, what, knows I, my I name. Think- <laughs> I think what's interesting about that is if you ask your dad the Denzel Ward yeah. connection, he will tell you to this yeah. day they're still yeah. best friends because occasionally, as one of the coaches, Jake's dad would drive him yep. to practice. And I'm pretty sure if you ask him to this day, he would say, Denzel Ward in fourth grade used to dap me up yeah. in the car and say, hey, one day I'm going to score a pick six <laughs> for you. And I think he still thinks when Denzel Ward picks off the ball and, and gets tackled and points up yeah. to the crowd, he, he probably thinks he's yeah. pointing at He's like that. He's like – but just can't find yeah, it. He's like, that's for my dad. That that's for that that one kid's dad that would drive me to sixth grade travel basketball every now and then. Like that's yeah. for him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So yes, I I know Denzel. Um, he I know him. I guess like he knows my name. Pretty simple as that. Um, but yeah, we had some good times in grade school, I guess. Um, but yeah. So now we're here making a podcast. Um. I don't know. We're kind of going to be a current events podcast for Cleveland sports. Obviously, right now, with the draft coming up, the jersey reveal, we're going to be Browns-oriented as of right now. And because of the quarantine, no Cavs or 
Oh man, we got so far. I know, I know, I know. I was thinking, I was, I was trying to delay it. I was about to say it when I was, why I was trapped in my apartment, but you know, given everything, I had to use the the I had to use the keyword. I'm so sorry. Yeah, but every (laughs) it's for record keeping, anyways. But uh, but yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Um, we want to do some recap to games, especially after Browns games. Oh my God, we could talk for hours after Browns games. So that is going to be a big part of this. Um, and also hopefully have some guests on, um, obviously try to get, uh, one of our friends, maybe that will send us to is, uh, Jeff Lansky. He's actually huge Browns fan. I didn't talk to you about you, uh, talk to you about this yet, Jamie, but I want to get Jeff on here because Jeff is now a, um, play by play caller for the, for Walsh. So for where we went to high school. Yep. So, yep. um, we want to get him on here. He's a huge, Brown, uh, Cleveland fan. Probably more Cleveland fan than us, but just to get him on here and just talk about everything, he could talk for hours. Oh my God, would love to have him on. Um, yeah, for sure. I, Rocco Nushi was in my grade uh, at, at Walsh, and he uh, he was at ninety two three the fan for a while. He had a show with uh, Peterman okay. for I think the last year and a half. And he just left to to anchor his own show. Um, I think on the east side somewhere up okay. near Menor. Uh, I'm not sure, but he'd be yeah, that'd be awesome. Too. Yeah, so we want to get guests on. Um, we also want to hear. I know, I don't know who we'll be sending this to in the beginning, but um, it's on Spotify, obviously. But we want to get kind of like your guys's takes on stuff. So we do have a Twitter. We just started it. I haven't tweeted yet. Maybe I'll make my first tweet pretty soon. Um, but it's I'm gonna tweet. Some yeah, yes, yes. The tweets are gonna be unreal. So bad. Um, so um, I was actually thinking about reusing <laughs> the Twitter that me and you made. So me and you made a Twitter. For my oh my god, John jo- was it John Waltman for my dad? <laughs> Hold on, oh god, wait, hang on. If I use my phone, will this? I have no recording? idea. Okay, well it does. Okay, I just yeah. So wait, I'll get the backstory. I'll get oh the backstory. My so my dad has a Twitter. Um, he doesn't know how Twitter works. Um, no, no. And no all he do. does is respond to tweets, and no one responds to him. Actually, I shouldn't say that. Joe Thomas randomly responded to him, and he got he didn't even like he didn't realize what it meant. He's like, oh, yeah, like, he just responded. We're just like, no, Dad, like, it's kind of a big deal. Like, he responded to your tweet. So he barely has anything. He knows anything that's going on. So we we made a, a person to only respond to my dad. So we'll just be like, great take. Like, yes, I totally agree with you. Like, stuff like that. Jamie, I don't know if you have it pulled up or if we still have the password. <laughs> uh, I'm pulling it up right now. Keep killing time. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's basically what we did. So... <laughs> We, we were actually drunk in my basement one time and my dad's like, oh, I got to tweet this guy. So we're like, oh, well, we need to respond because no one else responds. No one else likes this stuff. No one follows him. He's just a 50-something-year-old dad in a basement tweeting. So we're like, he needs some response. He needs some. He needs to get some ego back in himself. Not that he doesn't have any already. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, here we, here we go, which is, which is so sad right now that John Wallman, who is a make-believe yep. person – with the Cleveland Browns helmet, helmet as his AVI, has 26 <laughs> followers. And I think we have two followers yeah, on our current 216 pod Twitter account. And yes, it's both it's you and me. I. So essentially yes. zero. Um, we, 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 have a, we have a good uh, good header image as, uh, as, as Mayfield leads yep. the huddle. And my bio is family man, 20-year CPA, <laughs> diehard Browns football fan, hashtag the land. And he's from Brunswick. Oh, oh yeah. So. That's, that's just a good suburb, you know, family, family man. Brunswick, oh, but, 
Bruns Tucky, you know, represent. Yeah, I, I had a good I had a good pun here. It was right after uh, Kitchen got hired oh, as our go. head coach, and I said, "Looks like Baker ooh, has his ooh. kitchen." So With a lot of dots, and the 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 dot 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 is critical to be a fifty year old. Yeah. Oh my gosh! If you put three or more dots, you're like, okay, you're fifty plus. Like you have your AARP card. Like you have to. Like that's the only way you know. No, I know, which, which is weird because I, I've had to do that in, in like work situations, and it, it almost is 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 used as a tool that people are saying like you know maybe something is fishy or maybe right, not catching exactly. on. So you say dot 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 after you say something. It's an actual device used in the I, I don't know used in the English language, but when you turn over the age of let's just say yep, forty eight yep. years old, you're like all sentences need to end in dot 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 because. I'm old maybe and need to catch my breath after I talk. Yeah. So I need these extra periods to give me the period of time to recollect right. what's well, here's going the, on. I mean, I'm 23. So well, I have here's no the funny thing is when I started texting, I was a dot, dot, dot guy. So like right off the bat, dot, dot, dot. And I think my dad picked up on that and he's like, Oh, so like, this is like what the cool kids are doing. And once he picked, once yeah, he picked up on that, do. there was no changing. And like, that's when I was like, I don't even know when you start texting, when you start texting like 13, I don't know. Yeah, when I, I had uh, yeah, chocolate, exactly. NV2. Whenever I started texting, I do dot 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 because one dot was just pain in the butt. You had to do three, so you didn't have to click space because space was a pain the pain in the ass. Yeah. So when my dad saw that, well, you had you had a physical keyboard. It was right. much different. Yeah. It was it was a lot different because you can't double space. Exactly. Yeah. It was much different. So yeah, my dad caught on to that dot dot dot, and yeah. So we <laughs> because of the dot dot dot, that's how we started. That's why we made a fake Twitter account. <laughs> So, um, but yeah, so we do want to hear from you. Um, you can tweet us, DM us, whatever. It will probably be a bunch of friends and everything, but anyone's welcome to do it. Um, it's the 216 pod POD. So, uh, yeah, just DM us, tweet us. It'll be funny. We'll have a good time with it. Fuck around with you guys. It'll be fun. So, um, so yeah, the first thing which recently just happened when Wednesday is the New Year's Eve. And currently, I am watching fire. fire. I am watching for some reason on YouTube. They have the Jets Browns uh, Thursday night when Baker came in, and I'm watching this game. And we have our um, color rush on. And I'm going to say, like you said, jerseys are fire, but the color rush with the stripes, I think, I think we messed up not bringing them back. I love the stripes. Yeah, I, I don't really know what. I don't know what the color rush piece is because that was the one thing from last year they were able to identify as this is what we did right. right so we're going to petition to have this be exactly. our regular jerseys. Obviously, they're like, everything's a mess right now. We need to redo our jerseys totally. But the color rush jerseys are fire. So let's use these as much as possible. I think, yeah, I think removing the stripes uh, yeah. kind of sucks. I mean, I, th- I think they're still pretty oh, cool with the they orange. Are, they're with so the much better. I number. actually, I just bought, I did, I did it. I didn't even tell you yet. I bought a Landry jersey, and I may have messed. I may have messed That's up. Dope. I don't know yet. I'm gonna see it. There's already a return policy, but I got a white one. So I already have a brown Baker jersey, a color, uh, not a color rush, just a brown Baker jersey. But so I wanted white. So I said, okay, I'm gonna get Jarvis. But the brown, the new brown jerseys are sick. So cool. Yeah, yeah I mean they're, they're yeah, and like, open. and I love the brown because they are very throwback, like. When you see pictures of Jim Brown, Brian Sype, Bernie Cozart, they're in their brown jerseys. They're not in their white jerseys. They're in their brown jerseys. And, like, the brown jerseys are very cool. I already have a brown jersey. So 
I went with White. And I have no idea how it's about to turn out, but I'm very excited for it. I went with Jarvis because I love his attitude towards, like, Cleveland in general. He was in Miami, which was – For sure. It's, like, the perfect situation. I mean, yes, they suck. But you're in Miami. Like, how do you hate Miami? You're in Miami. Even if your team sucks, you, you... – well, Adam Gase. Adam, Adam Gase, the robot. <laughs> I guess I that's true. That. I don't know. I would If you're getting paid millions of dollars to basically just suck, but you live in Miami, like, I, I think his determination just speaks for himself, just for him being like, okay, yeah, I got traded from Cleveland. I'm about to make this situation the best I can. And he literally has done that. Like, he could have been yeah. like, okay, I'm just going to shit the bed for, like, two years, and then whatever, I'll leave. You know, I'll ask for a trade. No, like, he's like – Odell, come here. Like, like he wanted his friends to come here, even though he got traded there. He didn't even choose to be there. Like, I love that about him. Well, well, he could have, he could have not liked Pitbull. <laughs> and if you've ever been to Miami, all they do is play Pitbull. And he might have been so sick of those songs, and or really big yeah. the Black Keys got kind of into right. the experimental phase. So I don't know. Cleveland might have been a, a music yeah, exactly. uh, choice for him. No, I, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He's just he's big rock and roll Hall of Fame guy. <laughs> Jarvis, Jarvis, yeah, yeah, he he visits yeah, Jarvis. every single weekend. So so Saturday, fr- Friday is the walkthrough. Saturday yep. is rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, it's just, game. it's just on repeat, <laughs> on repeat. Um, did you have to see old. the Nick Chubb video? I didn't ask. I didn't, we haven't oh, talked yeah. about that yet. The Nick Chubb video is hysterical. So so how how do I do that? Dance? I don't know because I feel like what he's doing is it hard, but I no, could not I don't think I could that. either. I don't think that makes sense, but yeah, like that is so like, I feel like that's kind of like his personality. Like, yes, he was like, like he danced very well, but he was super awkward. And like, I feel like that's such his personality, just dancing to Justin Bieber. Like that was hysterical. Yes. It was outside of his comfort zone, but so funny. You made the best point. He is, he is the quiet Leonard of the NFL right now. Like anybody will tell you who works with him, even kitchens. When he was our coach, he was saying, he is oh my the most God. like quiet, yeah. hardworking, like best yeah. personality I've ever been around, and that's that's all he is is just a workhorse. But it's so funny that him that w- what he's doing outside of what Kawhi is doing is he's going. I gotta connect with the kids, <laughs> yeah. so I'm gonna yeah. do this yeah. TikTok thing, and he's trying to. And it looks like I mean, it looks like he's a shit the whole time because it looks so painful. <laughs> yeah, him and he it. has like a he has just a he just has a plain background, just a plain background. You know, nothing, no like. No, like, fancy kitchen in the background, nothing. He's, like, he's standing in no. his two-by-two apartment that he rents out for $400 a month, and he's just doing this dance. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, is, that is the best yeah. part. No flex. He's not standing yeah. from his granite countertops in his kitchen at the nine. He is straight up. I mean, he could be in a $113,000 yeah, exactly. house exactly. in East Cleveland chilling, or he could be at the, the most expensive yep. penthouse downtown. Yeah, exactly. He no goes, idea. Brown yes. background. Like, that's, that's awesome. just Nick Chubb, I feel like. So, I don't know if you saw the video. So, did you see the video? There is, I don't, I don't know if I sent you it, of yes. the, the orange jersey possibility. Is it the conversation with so, Baker when he was Yeah, being so it's Baker. It's a, it's a clip of Baker and a clip of Odell. So, they had, they had Baker looking at him like, oh, like, yep. those are like, oh, those are sick. And the guy goes, these are, I forgot who it is. I, it's our, I don't know who it is, our Nike representative, maybe. But he goes, yeah, so we have these in our back pocket. He's, he basically said, we'll show these, but we have these in our back pocket. And Baker goes, oh, those are nice. And then it clips to Odell. And then Odell, under his breath, and you can hear him, he goes, all orange, nice. And then he just walks out, and that's how the camera, the camera ends. 
So like there is an all orange concept out there. And that is a for sure, I believe. I know the pants are for sure, but I know an all, I think an all orange concept is out there. And I don't know how I feel about it. So I think it's going to be, I think that is going to be our color rush ultimately. And I, I think agree. they're not going to reveal that. And typically they don't. So usually they don't do, I mean, like for example, when the, the bills and the jets played the, I'm colorblind. I don't know whose team who is on when they played the all red yep. versus all green game. You they, they did not reveal those yep. jerseys at the beginning of the season and say we will wear these at some point. So I think that's going to be the Browns move is going to be we have these orange on orange jerseys that yep. we're going to wear at some point. We're not going to reveal these into a color rush game. I think what the the new what we consider the color rush jerseys, which are the all brown without the stripes uh, with the orange uh, numbering I think those are going to be our big game jerseys so those will be like if we're playing uh, like the Steelers on a Thursday right. night or so, not a so that's my question. Sunday night or something like that or we're playing are we like allowed, the Ravens on Monday are we allowed night. four uniforms then technically did you see the Falcons reveal they had like I guess yeah you're right that nine. is true that is true I did not think about that you're right yeah, I mean, theoretically, the Browns from 2015 to 2019 had what was <laughs> oh like my god, seven the amount of uniform combinations, and they used that we like, had straight up. There was there was like three games where they went like orange jersey, brown yeah. pants, or vice versa. They never used. We would just go all white and then lose every game. And the second they walked out of the tunnel in the all whites, I'm like, oh, those are going to be really green by the end of the game, specifically on the quarterback exactly. who's going to get sacked six times. <laughs> yeah, dude. I- Yes, I. I say I say the quarterback I'm, because I couldn't. I was about to say, do you, do you actually do you actually guys. sold the shirt of the quarterbacks? Because I know there was a shirt going around that was very famous. I don't. But so obviously, you kind of. I don't. You didn't copy it. I don't know. You may have copied it, but like everyone was kind of doing it. No, I. I definitely did. So while we're talking about jerseys. Uh, there was that famous jersey in Cleveland where it was all of the names right. duct taped and written in Sharpie on the back of all of the quarterbacks yep. who have been with the team. So it was like a list of 16 names. Uh, it was actually done by a marketing agency in downtown Cleveland. Hmm. They maintained it. And they posted it all over social media. So I tried to copy the same thing and made a similar jersey. Uh, I think it was it was originally a Brady Quinn jersey. And then I revamped that all the way into all of the quarterbacks. I got to the point where I wasn't maybe being diligent enough with how long you did not prepare. You did not prepare of of duct tape I was using. I did not. Why I would not assume that it would take this many tries to get a quarterback right. So eventually, I had a pair of sweatpants that also matched (laughs) it because it literally extended off of the tail of my shirt onto my ass, and I couldn't. I couldn't narrow it down. It eventually did turn into an RG three jersey when he was number ten for a minute. Then we had to scrap that. Then it turned into a Baker Mayfield jersey when we drafted him. I was actually wearing that the night of the Jets game. I literally just duct taped <laughs> the name Baker on the back. I'm yeah, sorry, Mayfield. Yeah. Baker's not his last name. Uh, and kept the number as 10. I didn't even care. I also cut the sleeves off, so it was a cutoff. I don't really know what the point of that was, but it was kind of cool. And a lot of people gave me pets in the back when Baker came in. They're like, this is yep, your yep. job. And I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'm, that's right. I'm the I captain this. now. Yeah, no, I, I was. I, I was absolutely captain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, that jersey, I remember you wearing that. Like, I remember when you first kind of started it, and it was like, like, the first time I remember it, it was kind of down to, like, like three-fourths down your down the jersey. And then the next time I saw you, just because of how many quarterbacks you went through, and, like, you kind of said, like, fuck it, I don't want to wear it. And then it just grew so long. It just, like, was so... <laughs> 
Well, what's great about it is your, your, your mom nearly shit her pants when she saw it because obviously yeah. she's not keeping up on the internet and she thought it was the funniest thing in the world. And obviously yeah. I'm not going to say, oh, I found this. From yeah, you're, you're, like, you're the funniest comedian in Cleveland now in her, like, in her eyes, like without a doubt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. I, I mean, I should be. Yeah, yeah I should be doing so, all yeah. the shows. So, yeah. Jerseys, fire, love them. Wish they kept the stripes, but much needed change to come back to the original jerseys that um, all of our parents appreciate. I mean, I, I, I think they're so dope. They're so, I mean, they're like, first of all, they messed up as soon as yeah. they got to 2015. Like they, they tried to go too yeah. modern futuristic. Once you have such a staple franchise, and as much as people would want to say like, Oh, the Browns suck because you're looking at 1999 on, I mean, they are such a historic franchise and those jerseys are so relevant in the NFL space. I mean, like, trying to do something completely different. They look like an XFL or AAF or whatever you want to call a team by, by trying to go so far in the future and putting Cleveland across the chest and everything. Like, I think, I think the fact that they went back to like the 2013 yep. versions of the jerseys and then made some modifications to make them even more old school. Like they took the word Browns off the chest. Right. That's so badass because like, if you look at classic right. jerseys, you're like the Celtics or the Lakers, you just know have the word like Lakers yes. or whatever on the chest, you just know. Like the Raiders jerseys, while they're just black, white, and gray, are so simple. You don't need to see the word Raiders and know, oh, that's the Raiders jersey. Like they speak for themselves. Yeah. So, so I, two I think things: Browns cool. have been sending them out to really cool people. So they send them out to Steve Harvey. Um, they send them out to who the hell's a country singer? What's that? Brad Paisley. Um, and all yeah, and all the like other reporters. Paisley, but yeah. it, it's cool that they're actually sending them out and getting like people involved, which is really cool. Um. Some breaking news, kind of, in a way. Maybe our first breaking news. Not really. I'm just reading Twitter. Is Hunt is coming back. So he did not sign with anyone else. So he will be back um, with us. Yes, I think that I think good. that is very good. I think that is... I I think Kareem is a great. I, I, it's so hard to call him a second running back. You know, like it's so hard to say that, but like he really is. I mean, he was he was a top three running back in the NFL until he I, was dude, out I would of the league. Dude, I say he was the best running back when he, when he got he out of the league. Am I wrong? Like, am I wrong? Who well, was there? I mean, who? You have an argument for it. I mean, you have. I was going to say Todd Gurley was still him, good at Todd that Gurley, point. Todd Gurley at that point, he's still good. He is still good. But. Yeah. No. I mean, it's it is it it was an argument, and now and now Nick Chubb being the best oh, running yeah. back in the NFL is an argument. So you, I mean, by I mean, by far. By far, we yes. have the best one-two punch at running back. Um, I, I think the the way that Kareem was able to uh, mold himself yep. almost into like a scat back last year where he was able to come out of the backfield, uh, catch the ball like Christian McCaffrey did, but then also like how well he blocked. Yep. When, we, when we were in that split backfield with, with Chubb on one yep. side of Baker and Kareem yep. on the other, I mean, that was deadly. Like, that was a deadly aside offense. from his play, like I would love to know how involved he got with talking to other teams. Like I would love to know if he would – if he was actively seeking other teams, like, hey, sign me, sign me, sign me for this much. Or if he was like, I don't care. Like, if you give me yeah. a crazy offer, sure, I'll take it. But if not, I'm staying with the Browns. Like, I would love to know if, if that, like, what his mindset was. Because I know there's that police video that came out and stuff like that. And Cleveland kind of, I don't know, turned a blind eye into it. Like, they really, they said, like, basically, sorry. They <laughs> they didn't care, honestly. They're like, yeah, he's like, he smokes, like, in the offseason. We kind of, I think every Every football player does, probably not every football player. A lot of them do, and now with the new agreement, they can. But 
Um, I think it, I think Cleveland kind of turned a blind eye, and I wonder if he kind of took that into account. But I don't know if he did. You know, I don't know if he was actively like yelling at teams like, "Hey, get me, bring me back," or like Kansas City, like bring me back, like for this much. And they didn't. But I would love to know. Yeah, it's 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 so difficult as as the fan and the hometown person to to say um, like where their minds at because obviously we we intuitively think that. Uh, right. like why would Kumhan not want to be in Cleveland? Right. Because this, this is where he's from. This is the team he grew up watching and everything. But obviously, that's not what goes through any of these guys' minds. And we can't even yep. process what is going on in these dudes' heads. That's why everyone analyzing what Tom Brady is doing is right. just, like, so out of left field. Like, yeah. he's on such a different level than the common person. Like, you cannot possibly fathom, like, Dude, what he's mind- thinking about all Their in, mindsets are so different. Decisions. Like, I'm not kidding, probably – like we have what 50 about 50 players on our team probably 40 of them are not in the state of Ohio besides football season they're like they come here they support like they play oh, for yeah. Cleveland they like grind it out for Cleveland and then they're like they're gone they're in LA they're in California like they're in Florida it's like they're enjoying their lives like in the off season yes they're working but like like honestly if like like Jarvis Jarvis is not here a lot and I, I always bring up Jarvis because I love the way he works but like he he's in Florida, but he still like cares about Cleveland. I think that is so cool. And like all these other players, when you leave Cleveland, sometimes you just don't you don't care about it. Like honestly, like they come to play for the paycheck. And if I was in their position, I'd do the same thing. I'd be like, "You're paying me millions of dollars. I'll go wherever the money is." And I think, yeah. Well, that that's another reason. That, that's another reason why I was so upset when Demarius Randall ended up getting so salty about Cleveland because he was. He was kind of another Jarvis yes, in the fact I agree. that he was like all in on the whole like we're going to rebuild this from the ground zero. I'm going to recruit people actively. I mean like every single time you heard a trade rumor if Jay Glazer or Schefter whoever broke something like oh the so and so are shopping so and so, it was always Demarius Randall yep. and Jarvis Landry like yo let's squad up and uh, and I, I think honestly, just the the administration and Freddie and everyone pissed him off so much that he's like this. Right. Is, yeah, and I, I'm so scared. Don't, this is a this is another podcast talk, but I'm so scared about Higgins with that too. <laughs> and oh my gosh, Higgins! No, we I need don't. Higgins back. I think Higgins means a lot more to this team than people realize. Um, we need him back, but again, that's another kind of podcast topic because he is that third. He's like that. I, I don't yeah. want to say he's the glue guy, but he's kind of like the glue guy. I think I think him and Baker get along a lot. I think they connect a lot. Like I don't know what happens in practice. Obviously, none of us do. Um, Tony Grossi doesn't, but he thinks he does. And like, there's a lot of like I I just think there's a lot of connection that him and Baker have. But I could be wrong. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I gotta get it, on, it, open yeah, another I mean, beer. It, it is. It's, it's hard to. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I do think he kind of fills that glue guy role. He fills yep. the perfect position of wide receiver three. Um, I mean, how many people do you bring in late in a in a game in a spread package who hasn't played or touched the field for the last six games? And yep. I'm referring directly to the Buffalo Bills game. And he freaking cooks his defender and scores the game winning touchdown. I mean, that doesn't happen out of nowhere. And that I mean, he made a right. significant impact in yep. the offense two years ago when he was playing consistently and then for whatever reason, him and yeah. Freddie were butting heads or he did something or Freddie did something that, I mean, this was never going to be, and I don't think ever will no. be disclosed to the general public on why he was. He'll get dropped in I mean, our 30 like, for 30 when we, had, when we win the Super Bowl um, this year. That's when it'll get dropped. Freddie will come in for Yeah, yeah exactly. Freddie will get yeah, paid millions of dollars to drop the story. I mean, we had, I mean, yeah. Da- yeah. 
Exactly. I mean, we, we had Damian Ratley and, and a couple other receivers playing. I mean, we even put um, Ricky Seals-Jones yeah. as a receiver, not even the tight end. We were splitting him out in the X or Z a few games, literally running right. him as a receiver, over-putting like, Higgins. You're clearly doing that. You're clearly doing that to piss him off. You're clearly doing that to piss him off. There's no other reason. And, no. it, and it could not have been for lack of talent. I've, I've watched – I've watched the film back after we've watched games and I'm looking at his routes. He's, yeah. it's, he's not taking plays no, I off. I mean, it's not for lack of effort that he's being benched. I mean, it, yeah. whether he said something that we don't know about, who knows? But I mean, I really hope this team gives him a chance. And other, right. Yeah. As of he's right now, he's definitely a free agent right now. And someone, I don't know who it was. Someone posted a picture on Twitter of him with the new Jersey. And I'm like, damn, I'm like, never thought I'd say a guy looks good, but damn, he looks good. That Jersey. I'm like, I fucking, I want to see him back. So bad. <laughs> Dude, he looks good. Oh my god, he just brings so much excitement. And that red carpet walk. Mm. That's that's that's. He does. Yeah. I mean, he, he's 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 yeah. young and he, he's all about it. It's awesome. It's it's he's a fan favorite. I mean, look look at look at any time he talks about the Browns. I mean, look at his mentions on right. Instagram or, or Twitter or whatever. Right. I mean, oh my everyone, god, like, yeah, everyone. Instagram live. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um. All right, so. James actually, Jamie, hopefully will be here in studio, which studio is my apartment living room, um, Sunday, hopefully. <laughs> um, so we're going to save draft talk, I guess, for then. Um, in the meantime, though, the sports books came out and said that we are projected 8.5 wins, which is the same as New England. So now the question is, will we have more wins or less wins than New England, which is a crazy thing to think about. But that's the reality we live in right now. And I don't know what to think. Me, we're winning 10-plus games. Like, we have to win 10-plus games. Like, we have to. You're like, if we're playing this season because of, like, quote-unquote, everything that's going on, if we play, we have to win 10-plus uh, <laughs> plus games. We have to. I think. Like, with our personnel, we have to. I will wait. I will wait until the schedule comes out to the make schedule, my official decision. Isn't the schedule out? The schedule is out. Over not, the, not, the schedule. The, not the order, but the schedule's out. Well, oh, what's the order? What, not the order what does the order have to do with looking at the it, order? Looking does at not have streaks and trends. Because I'm, because oh my god, it definitely does. Like this, this past season, I forgot which one it was. It was the beginning or the the end of the season. It was the first eight or second eight games that we played, and it was like oh. We need to go like four and two in the first half of the season because the second half of the season is going to be super tough. I do. I do agree. I'm, with I'm that. a huge fan of looking at streaks. At the same time, I did that to myself, and I thought, "Oh, the 49ers are going to be an absolute ass whooping. We got our shit. Good, we got our shit. Good football wrecked. team. We're going to kill them. They went to the Super Bowl. Dude, that, that was that was worse. That was one of the saddest things I've ever watched in my life. And I was because New England, like, I'll forever be able to blame the weather if if. If Nick Chubb, who never fumbles, did not fumble that huge run, it is a completely different game. And I, I will always blame the weather for that, and I still think we could have won that game. The San Fran game, dude, we got, our, we got manhandled. Like, we got destroyed. They were, they were a better team than us, personnel-wise, like, player, like every, all over the board, they were better than us. And it really showed. The, the Patriots game was really funny. I was in Vegas for that game, and I was at the Superbook. And if you've never been there before, it is a 
1500 person essentially <laughs> movie theater with i think somewhere about yeah, crazy. 18 yeah. to 19 football screens and at the time it was the 415 block and i think there was three games going on at the time so the browns and patriots dominated the screens and there was a group of my friends and i think a majority of us were browns fans and we obviously we obviously bet on the brown spread and then there was patriots fans a little bit like you know across yeah. the row from us there was about 10 of them as well Throughout the game, we realized that every single person, and I'm talking probably like 600 people in this movie theater, were all betting on the Patriots because every single time Baker threw interception or we fumbled or whatever happened, <laughs> we started to get pointed and laughed at a little bit more every single time. Yeah. So that game personally hurts a little bit more. Oh, but it oh was, my God. That, I, I still so think that was kind of like the turning point of the season. It's like we kind of, like, I think when we watched that, we realized even if we make the playoffs somehow, it's just not going to happen just because of just because of this team. Like they're just a different level than us and just scheme wise and everything. And I also think that's kind of where Freddie Kitchens realized maybe my scheme's not the best. <laughs> like his scheme sucked. And it, like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that was great. I mean, really, really the Broncos oh game, that, even that, that one where I, I kind of threw in the towel, but honestly, I mean, up until, what game was it? I mean, it was like week 15 or whatever that I was like, yep. we're still not mathematically eliminated. As long as exactly. we stay on the oh graphic, I, this might come to fruition. Was it, when were you mathematically eliminated? The second last game, technically? I Yeah. I think it was week yeah, 16, so yeah. We went to, yeah, once, because we lost, that. that's it. We lost to the Cardinals. And well, once no, we no, lost to was... the Cardinals, it was done, I thought. There was that situation where it's like the Browns have two easy games in front of us. We'll probably win out. And then it was like the three teams. It was like the Colts, the Steelers, and someone else. And then maybe the Titans who needed to lose or whatever. We're like, all of those are probable situations. Like that could happen. And we're like, this is a decent chance the Browns could actually pull this off. And then we just got every week. Every week. You had to fill out which teams would win and lose to get, like, your playoff chances. And I would literally do that every, like, what was that, Tuesday? Like, Tuesday. I'd be like, okay, like, you're definitely going to win this. You're going to win that. I'd be like, okay. So, the Browns have a 39% chance. I'm like, that's better than zero. (laughs) I'm like, we have a a shot. Yep. So, yeah, I don't know. That's all that matters. Um, Yeah. Well, if you want to go back to your question, your question was the the Superbook has us put at – eight and a half wins alongside the Patriots. So who do you think wins more games? I would, I'm going to intuitively say the Patriots, obviously, because I'm just one of Browns. I'm an optimist. I'm very optimistic about the season, about the Browns, but I I just think history would tell you that we're not going to win nine games. And then also to the same effect, I mean, I personally think Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time, but the Patriots, didn't really rely on Tom Brady. There was that meme of like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles carrying Master whatever Splinter, and it was like Tom Brady for all these years yeah. and the defense, and they all grew up. And Splinter was like old and decrepit or whatever, and they labeled him Tom Brady. Yeah, they were like the defense carried the Patriots yeah. to the playoffs through that whole season. Tom Brady was always, like the 18th best quarterback in the NFL. I've and always said this: year, like whenever, you, whenever people say like, was it Tom Brady? Was it Bill Belichick? Like when Tom Brady went out. They still win. And, yes, they still win. I always, like, yeah, I I think Bill Belichick is the greater cause of them winning games. But I think when when Tom Brady's out, Bill Agreed. Belichick coaches his dick off. Like, he is coaching 
out of his mind, like going hard yeah. that whole week. Like, please clarify <laughs> that is not a, a reference yes. to Mike Rabel. Yes, from our friends from Party Mike. We're, you know, we're, we're pretty close okay. to them, you know. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, um, like I, I, I always just think Bill Belichick is just the greater cause of them winning. Tom Brady, I think, is going to do great in Tampa Bay, which, like, a lot is right on that. If he, if he goes 500 or less, it'll be very interesting. But, um, I don't know. Like you said, mm-hmm. to go back to the question, are we going to win more than 8.5 games? I think we're going to win more than 8.5 games. I also think if New England sticks with the quarterback they have now, which is Brian Hoyer, who are the other two? There's two other people which I totally forgot about. But I think Brian Hoyer technically is their starter right now. Yes. Jared Stidham is. He's their starter Their second-year player, Jared Stidham. Okay. He is technically their starter. That's who some people say they were going to groom behind Tom Brady to become their starter. I don't think by any means they're going to. I think they're going to go get a quarterback. I think we'll win more games than them. Don't know if it's nine. Don't know if it's seven games. But I think we will win more if – they do not go get a quarterback. Um, like, I think, personally, New England needs to go get, like, a Cam Newton or Jameis Winston or Andy Dalton, personally. Dude, I, yes. think, I think Cam Newton oh my would be God. so yeah. good there. Yeah. I think he'll be like, New stop England. the bullshit. Just throw I'm, the I'm ball. Honestly, just I'm throw the ball. We, we, we do not play the Patriots this year until potentially the playoffs. I would be oh my God. so scared. see Cam Newton on the Patriots. I think that would be yeah. – Unreal I think Bill Belichick and him will have to have a lot of Bill talks Belichick's of like, I think hey, this ridiculous. is how you have to change. Like, this is what you have to do. Are you okay with that? And if he says no, he says no. Like, I don't know. But if he says yes, like, dude, that's, that's a scary situation. Very scary. I personally think Cam Newton's oh, off-field dude. issues he, are overblown. I, I think, I don't know, I don't yeah, know what like, it is, the fact that he's – I, I think I mean he he studies the hell out of the film. He's a smart quarterback. I don't really understand. Dude. I mean the leadership issues. I think that's more of an indictment on Jameis. Even though Jameis, I wasn't also he think just was in the Super Bowl? Leader. When he was he in the Super Bowl? Mistakes, but now he has twenty twenty vision. So who knows? Fifteen? Yeah, he was like like fifteen. I mean, he was the MVP that yeah. year. He was like by ridiculous. by and large the greatest. Yeah, quarter- it was ridiculous. It was his Lamar Jackson. I, I think he need. I think he needs to end up on someone like like the New England like a team like if he ends up on New England. Like they, th- their sports book would jump from eight point five to like nine point five ten games. I think, like I think they're I th- yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, I mean they they're looking they're taking into account their current right. quarterback. They right. can't predict what they'll do in the draft, and they can't set it higher than they think because they're like, oh, if they stick with Jared Stidham, right, probably not going right. to win that many yeah. games. Like, how I good agree. can he be? Yeah, I don't know. New England, New England will be interesting this offseason and see what they do. And they definitely have an advantage with a seasoned coach just because of the quarantine. Like, they like can't communicate as well. We have a disadvantage. But I don't know. I think the Browns will figure it out. I think we're doing well. Um, I think we'll have a good season. That's just my personal opinion. I think, we'll, I think we're winning 10, 10 games, if not more. We, I think we have to. Well, well, two things about that. We have the – I think oh, the fourth yeah, our schedule last schedule compared to last season. Um, I didn't think that felt. Well, that, last season was really hard, but also I think I think we have the fourth fourth easiest schedule, which yep. is obviously so hard to predict because like a team like San Fran, where right. everyone would predict, predict us to beat them last year, they they went to the Super Bowl. Yep. So obviously, like those 
rankings mean nothing. But at the same time, we yep. do have an easier schedule. We're playing a weaker division this year. Um, obviously, the, the Bengals yep. scare me a little bit, and we could get into that next week when we talk about the draft. But if they get Joe Burrow, they might be right. more of a threat. They, right. you know, they already beat us last year, even though we weren't even trying. Um, but to the same point, we got Kevin Stefanski as our coach, and I think the formula in the NFL right now is to hire the hottest coach possible. So if you look at a Sean McVay or you look at the Cardinals coach who I'm blanking on right now, um, you will see there's a trend in the NFL to hire the best-looking male coach you possibly can. And I think yes, Kevin, there's, Kevin there's a couple of at least times I've heard girls that. say, like, he's a little more dilfy than NFL coaches should be. <laughs> Cliff Kingsbury yes. is who I was talking about. Cliff Kevin Kingsbury Stefanski. and Sean McVay and yes. Kevin Stefanski are oh, the three hottest coaches. I'm not going to disagree with you on that. He's he's got that he's got that he's got that they, just they for men beard. Star that's just in a Quentin Tarantino movie. Yeah. It, no, it is. It, it Touchy is the, gray. It's a little bit of gray, so we know we have some experience, but enough dark. Right. So it's like, oh, we have that youthful <laughs> exuberance that we need. Uh, I completely agree. All right, guys. Well. We're a little bit longer than we thought we would today. Um, hopefully Sunday or Monday, we'll come back with a podcast about some draft prospects. I don't know what else we'll talk about. Um, hopefully some news happens before then. Callaway just dropped a ball in the Jets-Browns game, of course. Not even a comment on that. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Of course. Uh, hopefully you guys like the podcast. Um, share it with people, I guess. I don't know what you're supposed to say on podcasts, honestly. Um, but yeah, this was fun. I don't know what to say.